Alrighty, Creek, I see you, David. Again, um, I'm releasing two pods kind of simultaneously, so um, this one will be footy, be a bit of swans, uh, finally, belated catch-up on that, as well as uh, obviously talking about the Suns game tomorrow. Um, the other one, I a little bit of just thoughts about um, what's happened today in the world and um, solid, just a little bit of solidarity with the people that are hurting, um, as well as some announcements about uh, where we as me and the better half are going in the future. Um, so have a listen to that if you want to. And I'll, I'll talk about it more as we go on to um, uh, other podcasts in the future and everything that's happening in the future and talk about it a bit more. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's all there. Um, Brett, briefly, is uh, we're moving to the US. Um, yeah, so that's the announcement. Um, if you want to hear more extrapolated out about that, it's about 14, 15 minutes into after talking a bit about the versus Wade stuff. It's um, after that. I'm um, talking about that as well as kind of how, what that means for us um, moving forward. The Port Adelaide stuff we do with this, which is um, in short term, just to make sure you're not worried that it's we're just finishing up. Or well, maybe you want us to. I don't know. Um, but no, no, this isn't going. On. I'm continuing this and all that stuff. It's just evolving. Um, obviously, with becoming an international fan in that sense. So yeah. Anyway, listen to that for more more stuff and feel free to ask questions or whatever. But for now, um, yeah, we had a win last weekend, and obviously, I'm getting very late to talking about it, but. Uh, a win means, and a great win, might be the best one of the year, I think. Uh, we'll talk about it in a moment, but y'all know what that means. It means we get to play the song. We get to play the song. I'm so excited. I haven't done it for a few weeks. Hey, this is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption Light. No time about Hold up! Whoa, 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 whoa! Get out the way! Get out the way! Get out the way! Yeah! yeah get yeah. out the way! Get the fuck up on my way! Yeah! Yeah! You either with me or against me, ho! You either with me or win, 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 win! Fuck everything else! Win, 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 win! How bloody good was it? I think um, a game. I previewed it. Um, it feels like it, yeah, time is a flat circle. I don't even know at the moment. Um, it feels like it, previewing it was like years ago right now in my mind. Um, uh, but uh, it was a game that, um, that yeah, I, I previewed and thought we're a decent chance of winning this one. Um, I, I didn't know why. I just had a strange feeling despite the loss of, you know, Boke being out and, and Robbie Gray being out. But sometimes, um, you know, necessity breeds opportunity and it's something we've probably been wondering about with this team at times uh over the you know last couple of years especially when we know despite the superhuman nature of what travis Boak brings to this team and continues to bring this to this team aging like the fine wine he is um we won't you know that there's an end in sight at some point unfortunately it's just um that's just what's going to happen whether it be he just eventually does slow down or it's um you know, a devastating injury, that kind of thing. Knock on wood, not going to happen. But um, you know, at some point it will. Um, you know, it's the it's one of the um, you know, inevitable things in life is just the time will slow, especially for obviously for athletes. Um, um, so just looking at that kind of stuff going into the game, I just thought this is obviously not ideal. Um, but also there was the kind of the opportunity. To kind of see what this team can be because we've been seeing some positive signs of the likes of um, Zach Butters, who unfortunately the injury this game was 
yeah, unfortunate, but um, he was playing pretty well before that. Um, and Rosie as well at times has shown some, and this year has been really showing some explosive pace and and some kind of run and carry ability in the middle. Obviously, different kinds of players, but it kind of necessitated a restructure of how the midfield was going to work. You're going to have Ollie kind of be the lead bull, really, and Willem Drew kind of to get in there a bit, do a bit of the dirty work as well. But then it was going to necessitate a bit more. Bit more, a few more touches to your likes of um, Rosie and Butters, and it's um, kind of what we see. You know, see it in all sports. Um, sometimes players, just depending on the mix of players that are in there, or it'd be NBA or you know soccer or whatever teams games. Um, sometimes you never like having to, and our team is obviously still better with Boke in it, but you still get to see the opportunity of what when you kind of you have to go next man up, what the next man who has been getting maybe you know, an arbitrary number of like, you know, 15 touches a game and then maybe what what if they get, you know, you lose the 30 touches from Boak, they have to be spread across a few other guys and, and see what happens and and we got to see a little bit, um, you know, Jackson Mead played well. Had some really great um, kind of um, great moments of skill run through the middle um, and, you know, but then beyond that it was uh, the likes of, you know, obviously Rosie and Butters um, until his injury, of course, um, getting some more time, and even Dersma came in and um, and played. You know, I think when he came on, they said what an opportunity for Dersma. I've got that in my notes, so they must have said it. It's in the quotations. I took the notes like four days ago, so I'm trying to remember what they. You know, you do your little codes, and then like you have to remember your own codes in making notes. Um, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I do remember the commentator saying what an opportunity for Dersma, and he played pretty well as well. Um, and it kind of just the, all that. R- restructuring necessitated and like I said it just I just had a feeling that the, it just could be the time that we get that kind of unexpected win um, which I will also say and I have this in my notes it is probably one of the most frustrating things as a Port fan at the moment though um, that this kind of win happens because we see it and go okay well that's the fucking team we can be like against Sydney team that's um, I mean when I checked before they are up five or six goals up at um, three quarter time against the Saints so they're, they're putting them away putting them to the sword and we still I guess I don't know exactly what kind of team the Saints are this year they're probably looking a bit more like pretenders than they were contenders a little while ago um, but you look at uh, so that's the Sydney team that's what they did to yeah they won by 51 points in the end um, so that's a pretty damn good Sydney team and we um, especially when the quarter th- uh, you know after half time made them look pretty ordinary and, and really had a lot of control throughout the first half as well um, and then right to the end we, we controlled the end of the game obviously um, the end of the game with uh, obviously Butters going down and using the sub then and then Tiku going off with the cracked collarbone um, we were down a, down a man um, obviously rotationally just um, having to put more of a load on other guys and uh, Ollie, Ollie said um, he had most fatigued he's ever been towards the end of the game, which I think for, you know, Ollie's played a fair few games of footy now and um, Wanda Brownlow, he knows how to put in the hard yards and for him to be saying that kind of shows where this team was at at the end. Um, they were completely gassed and we still, we did not look like losing that game at any point in that fourth quarter. Sydney, you know, got a few goals on us and um, after being up by 40-odd points, we ended up winning by 23 Um but they just never looked like putting a putting a decent run on us, and then we kind of controlled. We just controlled so well defensively. Our, our efforts were fantastic. Uh, the Tom Jonas uh, run down and Haywood. Um, I put in my notes, my fucking captain in all capitals. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but at the qualifying final against Geelong back in 2020, I was three sheets to the wind um, after <laughs> I stayed in Port Adelaide that night. Um, 
So I checked into the hotel down at the Quest in Port Adelaide um, before that qualifying final. Um, I think I had a few beers before I checked in um, at Big Shed. And then I checked in and then I went down to Pirate Life, had a few more beers and then caught an Uber into the stadium. Um, that was when they had that Pirate Life beers pouring um, at the, the James Squire bar. So I got a tray of Pirate Life's. Had those before the game, then had another tray at half before the first half, and yeah, so by near the end of the game, oh, I was probably 15, 20 beers deep, just absolutely on one. And um, there was a moment where Jonas takes a big, big mark in the back lines, and he did it a couple of times towards the end of the game just to hold the line against Geelong, who were trying to put that, trying to get the, that goal or two that would just get them really in touching distance of stealing the game. And I just got up at one point, and he was. Yeah, I think he heard me. I was yelling, that's my fucking captain. That's my fucking captain. And a few people turned around and just looked at me. And I look, I'd look at them and go, you see that? That's my fucking captain. So every time Jonas does something like that, I just have my fucking captain in my notes from remembering <laughs> one of the last clear memories of that night. I'm not even sure it's really clear. It's just like I think I sobered myself up for a minute by yelling so loudly. Um, but yeah, Jonas just um, a captain's effort there. And, and that kind of was... Um, kind of epitomise the pressure and um, and uncomfortable nature that we we're putting on. And really our defence has been one of the things that's probably been the the one consistent through the last few years, um, you know, that kind of effort. Um, the likes of Ryan Burton as well. Just a really the defensive structure and how we can move the ball. Um, and in this kind of game really shows what we can be. And it's, it's like I said, that's really the frustration when you, when you see where we're at. And some of the games we've dropped this year, just, you know, we really shouldn't have dropped them when we have this in us. So, yeah. Um, the intent early um, really kind of set the stage for me, even though, you know, Sydney got their run on, they got the first three goals and whatever, but I didn't think we were, I don't think we were quite that far off it. Um, and hindsight's a wonderful thing because you know where the game went after that. Um so whether I know the early tweets were not looking good, um, people were pretty. But it just it it felt like we were just a, a gear, cl- a, you know, clicking of the gears away from really, cur- and that's what we did. We kicked the last four goals of the quarter, and and you know a bit of back and forth in the second quarter. But it just felt like we were we were resting control of the game. Um, I will say I was a little worried at halftime, seeing the injuries and and where we we're at. I was just thinking, can this team? Um, with with the injuries and then being the man down, um, can they get this kind of moment, just this period of the game to be able to put a few goals on? I wasn't sure they could, but then obviously we know what happened next. They did. Um, a really interesting tidbit from the game as well is that the fact that we got to Laddams. And I wonder, and uh, I know this, this, isn't, this isn't fair to Laddams either, I guess, to say it. And I, I love Laddams when he was here. But you do wonder, um, you know, that he hasn't been a consistent part of the Sydney team. He's been getting more games than he's not, but he's still probably fight. He's not like a locked-in 22-member up there. Um, and then you see this, like that was – Adams really lost it for a few minutes there. And you just wonder if that's like kind of the little things that um, go into the overall player evaluation of a, pl- a player's, you know, where they, where they rate on your list as far as untouchable – um, pretty much untouchable or um, going down the ladder to he's valuable but he's tradable. And I think that's where Laddams found himself last year is like there was value to him and we had value in, and he certainly was not um, – I liked him in our team and he had value but he was also tradable because there were certain indicators it was like we're not sure exactly where his ceiling is. 
um, and these kind of things worry us or whatever. And to, that's when I, you know, I feel for Adams in this, you know, because I did like him, but and I do like him. Uh, it's not like he, I, it's just he let himself get, lose his head like that, um, get a lot, couple of weeks suspension, um, give away a couple of go- free kicks that led directly to goals, all just for losing his head and players getting his head. And I loved at one point when he, one of the ones he gave away, I can't remember which one, but you could just see his players. Ilya walked past, gave him a little bump and had that big, beautiful smile of Ilya's going. And there was a couple of, I can't remember if it was Bonner or a couple of others as well. You know, it was just, um, yeah, they they let him know as well. And um, yeah, the pressure, and that kind of epitomized that pressure that we just, that absolute assault we put on them uh, in the first 10 minutes of the third quarter. Um, they just didn't know what to do with themselves. Uh, great, uh, you know, right from the right from the off in the third quarter, we had you know Rosie burst a pace out of the middle after you know Finlayson did a great job of getting the ball, um, kind of battling in the ruck and still finding a way to get the ball. It's just athleticism there in that situation. Rosie just burst out of the center, and deep entries, you know, deep entries when you're getting it out of the middle when the when the zone the you know the defensive zones and all that kind of stuff are still not quite you know they're not flooded or anything like that. You get deep entry. Um, to a spot where it actually allows Charlie Dixon of all people to get a quick roving athletic goal. And it's just like that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, moving the ball quickly and we did so much of that. Really loved it. Um, you know, 10 minutes and 10 seconds to go in the third quarter. Um, we had 80 points on the board and we only ended up with 82. So I means the last 30 minutes of the game, we scored two points and they never got within a sniff of us, which is just impressive. That's impressive defensive effort after getting getting a lead on the board and then, Obviously, as I've mentioned already, Golly Wines mentioned um, how gassed he was. The team was gassed. Um, you can say what you want about effort and all that kind of, but the, the effort had been put in there and they were absolutely knackered and they were just fighting. And the fact they could fight well enough to hold off Sydney from ever getting a sustained run on us is um, a really impressive thing. And, you know, you can make all the jokes you want about the Hinkley special quarters or whatever, but, you know, that's an impressive way to finish a game for me regardless of the fact that we didn't sustain the goal-scoring pressure because we... With all the you know mitigating factors of the game, the injuries and all that kind of stuff, that was a really impressive effort. So it's just imp- and you know when the game was there to be won, we took the took the momentum and won it. Um, Todd Marshall had a great game again. Um, really impressed with what he's doing. One v one, he's really beginning to have confidence in his own strength. Like he's he's battling as a forward now. You got kind of. And, you know, it's not like he's put on a bit of weight, but he still looks like a bit of a string bean. Like, that's just not, not being a dickhead. I'm just saying, he's just, that's how he looks. He's, he's tall. He's just that tall, that even with a bit of, he's, but he's starting to learn and have confidence in his strength because he's, he's strong. He just doesn't look, he's not like a, he, you know, Charlie Dixon's obviously a, an absolute unit of a player, the way he's built up his body over the years. And, and Marshall still as a young forward or build, you know, he's still got time to build, but he's got himself in a good way anyway. And he's out, he's, especially 1v1, and, and he certainly leads well enough and, and he can take the big marks and packs as well. And you're just seeing him find his way into those situations a bit more again. Um, I know he dropped one mark, but I think um, they mentioned it on the telecast and it seemed right that he just might have had the sun in his eyes a bit, which happens. Um, but yeah, and then just, uh, I have got it in my notes, rope it dope um, That goalie kicked when he uh, kind of sat off the defender when Sydney were taking a kick in. And kind of plugged himself into the space between the short kick and the long kick, and the kick in came, and he just he suddenly closed the space and took an, an almost uncontested mark. And it was just incredible, kind of rope dope, kind of um, suckering of the defensive of the whoever was taking a kick in to kind of just get him into to 
fool him into that situation. And he goes back and, and punishes him as well. And that's quite, that kind of stuff is just, that's footy smart. You know, we always say, that, I mean, it's always said that um, so much of sports, um, 90% of it's between the years. Um, and then, you know, once you've honed your skills, it's all up in the ears and what you do and how switched on you are in the game. And that was, again, that was a situation where Marshall um, took um, six points from Sydney. Like, that wasn't just us. Take, like, you know, a lot of goals in footy are scored by you doing everything, but that was him just that he was taking an opportunity away from them and, and, and giving us six points as well, which is uh, just I, – I love that kind of stuff as those little one percenters like that. Um it was really cool to see, um, I think it was Wines just absolutely throwing a player down. Um, and that, I think it was in the first quarter, just I don't know, he's kind of just shot, shrugs him off his shoulders, gets his neat little handball off to Mead, who I mentioned before, break a pace through the middle. Um, and he was able to get the ball off to Dixon. And, and a really nice kick, because Mead was running at full pace, and it's really difficult to direct the kick kind of not just direct a kick to you know an easy one but he was kind of floating it out um to Dixon who was leading away from where um Mead was running to so he's kind of leading away and he's able to kick the direct the kick into space from um Dixon to grab and yeah just to do that at full pace is really um really really incredible um what other notes do I have here oh the main note uh Tico looked good I really enjoy I'm just so devastated that I, I already love that kid um, he's he looked good. Um, he's athletic. I think he he just um, he's he's leading and everything was good. His his ruck work was pretty good, and he's just um, the big knock and and we've seen it mentioned a few times. And again, I still wonder about what he's been there for four or five years. Why haven't we figured this out now? Like, why is it just an issue now? Although I think it's people have known, but the club's now saying it. Um, Hayes' big thing is his work around the ground, and Tickle has a bit more of that. His mobility. And just athleticism around the ground was just already there. Natural footy instincts. He just seemed to kind of know where to be. And then, and especially for a player that's only been the AFL system and our team for two weeks, like even players that get drafted, you know, whether rookies or, you know, mature age, whatever, at the end of, you know, they get a full preseason. This guy's just been thrown straight into the system, into a team with a lot of pressure on it. And he, and he, he sadly, the injury is just, it's such a devastating one because, um, yeah, obviously, I th- I just was really impressed with the, what he was doing um, early there. So, yeah, hopefully, that he hopefully he's shown enough, and I think he's he's shown enough early, and um, it's certainly been you know he deserves this kind of like um I can't remember was it Jack Hayes the kid for St Kilda that came in and impressed really well early in the year and then got injured and they gave him a, another year anyway. I don't look list management not my job, but uh, I'd love to. I just think we've seen enough out of <laughs> enough out of Teague. We'll give him another year. Um, and he's young too. He's twenty. Like this is a guy that we've actually picked up in a mid-season draft that could actually be potentially, if we, what we saw out of him was just a glimpse at what what we he could be. You know, he's he could be a you know a, a, a long-term player for us, and I think we're all hoping he is. Um, so yeah, bad luck takes on the injury, but I'm um, really impressed with what he did. And um, swift recovery, and we'll hopefully see you back. I don't actually haven't actually looked at. I can't think of what the prognosis is if we're going to see him again this year or, um, but you know. Hopefully see him next year. So, yeah, um, really impressed with his efforts. And just overall as a team. And like I said, my final thoughts on the game are, we'll have a quick quick look at the stats in a moment just to see um, how they looked. Um, I had a look the other day and I've already completely forgotten <laughs> what if there was any indicators there or anything like that. So we'll have a look in a moment. But um, just overall, the best win of the year for me for, for Port, um, 
we exerted dominance. And <laughs> ironically, this year we're having some pretty good games against some good sides. Um, we dropped a few, obviously. Richmond won, uh, Geelong, Carlton, whatever you think. But um, they've won some games like this pretty impressively against sides um, in decent spots on the ladder as well. And... Um, yeah, like negating the influence of the likes of Buddy Franklin and and, um, and just have and you know they've they've got some pretty good tall timber in the forward line and and a decent forward line all round, uh, decent midfield and all that and um, we just did a really good job of negating their influence as well as exerting ours um, and dominating and not and dictating the pace of the game, dictating the the control of the game, all that kind of stuff is really impressive to see. Like I said the frustration is that we don't do that more often because we seem to. And, you know, matchups, it depends on the team sometimes, who you're playing as to how well you match up with them. But you just you see sometimes that we can be so good and that's what the frustration with how the season has gone is. But um, we'll focus on the positives right now. We've got the win. Um, we're 6-2 and two since we started on 5 and uh, we've got a chance to get the ledger even this weekend. So, um, yeah, we'll get to the sun stuff in a moment. But, yeah, really impressive, um, really impressive win. All righty, for the match... Uh, stats, just a brief look. Uh, not too much to... Um, we'll just go through it. Um, disposals, well on top. Uh, we just had so much more of the ball. And like I said, that kind of um, backs up what I was saying about just the control of the match. We just... We, we had a lot of the ball. And it's interesting because you look at the inside 50. So it's disposals, we were plus um, 78 on them. Um, kicks and handballs alike, uh, pretty dominant. Um, inside 50s, only one more than them, uh, 47 to 46, which I guess later in the game... We just we took our opportunities well. Uh, disposal disposal efficiency. We were running at almost seventy five percent. They were uh, below seventy, um, and efficiency inside fifty at fifty five percent to compare to their forty five. So they were just below their season average. It was we were uh, nine percentage points above it. So um, yeah, it just shows that when we when we get above kind of fifty percent at least inside fifty as well as um, having decent disposal efficiency, we're just so much better. And that's it. that efficiency inside 50 has really been Jekyll and Hyde for us at times this year compared to, you know, you look at the Melbourne game as my outlook, just the one that I go, Jesus Christ, what we were doing. Um, but then you look at some other games where it's just been really, really well. Um, and just picking targets and um, being, you know, reading the situation as well, like that Connor Rosie, um, you know, deep entry from the from the quick breakaway from the centre bounce, um, that kind of stuff, you know, is... is create some golden goal scoring opportunities as we saw with that Charlie Dixon roving goal. Um, hit outs we were um, minus four on them um, 28 to 32 but uh, you know, considering we, got, we had to unfortunately um, after the you know Brintikel started the game we had to go back to a ruck by committee thing with Finlayson take shouldering a fair bit of load. Uh, pretty impressed with that actually um, you know we're, we're the ruck situation has not been very good at all this year for us um, as far as just the chopping and changing and all that stuff And but uh you know, pretty good effort, and and key was the fact that clearances were up, uh, were forty three to thirty two. Out of the center, it was thirteen to ten, and the stoppage we won, won the ball out as well. Um, contested possession we were just at one thirty to one thirty two, just two down on their number. But the uncontested possessions, which kind of just shows the control of the match, were plus uh, plus seventy 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 six, I think. Um, so again, just just a really. I, you just look at that and go, you know, the contested possession, because we had so much of the uncontested ball, we actually, you know, like winning the ball at the contest, we, we just had to match them at the contest um, for the pressure, which we did, and we were really good, and the pressure was just really good. Um, that, their pressure was decent as well, and we was holding the balls both way and all that kind of stuff. But what we did was control the ball outside of the contest, and that really is what won the game, and, and it's particularly in that crucial period 
um, in the third quarter where we, we piled on the goals to build that kind of really un- unassailable lead. Um, and marks inside 50, we took 15. Again, we're just um, the games we win, we're just getting, we're finding the targets inside 50. Um, uh, and, you know, and that, that seems kind of, kind of, you know, elementary to say, really. It's just like, well, obviously, find targets inside 50 and you win. But it's it's the you know, when you actually watch the games, you see the games that we sometimes lose. It's um, you, we lose our way and we actually miss opportunities, and it's just poor poor execution rather than the other team actually you know cutting off the supplier. And it's just we just don't hit that target. So it's it really is execution of skill and stuff that really makes a difference. And we and we did that really well against quality opposition. So I was really impressed with that. Um, yeah, it kind of stats do tell the story a little bit about um how good we were and um, particularly. Attack, uh, tackling was as really good as well. We took laid seventy two tackles, which is um thirteen more than our season average, um and they they laid fifty one, which is a bit less than their season average. So, yeah, we just um considering the attrition that we were under in this game and and a lot of things going, we just really we matched it in the certain areas that we needed to, and then controlled the game otherwise. And that to me is just a, re- a really impressive win. So, really really happy with it. Um, a lot of signs there as to what the team can be. Obviously, like I've said a couple of times already, the frustration is when we're not that team. You go, where? how do we do that consistently? But um, just going to take that one and say that's really impressive and, and hope that that's something that we can build on. Uh, going to this week against the Gold Coast, which I'll talk about now. All right, so our boys play at home against the uh, Gold Coast Suns tomorrow afternoon. Um, a pretty big game. It'll, it gives us a chance to get back to uh, 500 on the table for the first time since the start of the year when we were zero and zero. Obviously, um, get to get and look at seven and seven, and um, still be you know we're on the outside looking in for finals probably for most. Of it. It's going to take us still a fair bit of things going right to find ourselves in a comfortable finals position, even or even just sitting in there um, at the moment. But you just got to keep winning your games and and see what happens. So. Uh, Gold Coast prov- provides an interesting test tomorrow because they're, excuse me, um, late night beers here. Um, they're in an interesting position, um, you know, because they're on the outside looking in similar to us, but um, obviously with where they've been over the past few years this is a really positive step for them. Um, you know, it's taken away some of the whispers about Stuart Jews, job security, and they're getting some impressive wins on the board this year. Um, they've run it close against the likes of the Doggies, um, you know, Collingwood and a few other teams this year. Uh, probably the biggest losses against Brisbane back a few months ago. Um, they got smoked for almost ten goals by Brisbane, um, which they probably like to, you know, have a bit more of a fist at it with that team like that. But they do have wins on the board against Fremantle. Um, they went over the West Coast at the start of the year and won when it was, I guess, at that time. But you know, yeah, that was at the time. Seemed a little bit more impressive than it did now. But um, they've beaten Carlton this year. They ran Melbourne pretty close in week two of the season as well. Um, so this is a team that has the ability to play some pretty good footy against some pretty good sides. Obviously, had a pretty comfortable win against Adelaide last week as well. Um, obviously, you know Adelaide not being you know they're not the team <laughs> an impressive win, but you know you've got to beat uh, the bad teams comfortably, and that's what they've done the last three weeks. They beat they beat Hawthorne pretty comfortably, which you know depending on the week, Hawthorne can be good or they can be pretty disappointing. Um, unfortunately, we saw the good part earlier in the year when we were quite bad, but then they, you know, they've beaten North Melbourne and uh, Adelaide reasonably comfortably over the last couple of weeks, um, which is what you want to do if you're a decent team against a bad team, um, which is so that can they come into us uh, with a bit of form on their side, um, as well as um, burgeoning kind of hope uh, for a footy team, uh, you know, looking to find some identity. And they've got some pretty good players. Um, obviously, they've uh, got a few injuries. Um, I think it's... Uh, 
Uh, who's gone out? Uh, Will Powell and Joel Jeffrey both injured. Um, I think they've actually been out for the season. So they're, they're copping some injury bad luck. But they've still got guys like Brayden Fiorini's a player I don't mind. And obviously Rory Atkins um, as well has been around for a while. Um, they're both in the emergency. So players like that on the outside looking in um, is always a decent sign that the team is in a... Is in a um, you know, a place where they're putting a side out that they're pretty happy with. They've just had Jack Lukosius um, sign on for uh, another four years as well. Not that he's playing, I don't think. Um, but, uh, you know, he's um, he's a pretty good... You know, They've got some just good vibes there at the moment. You know, Lukosius, everyone thought he was coming back to Adelaide, but he's um, signed on until 2026 up on the Gold Coast. So, I mean, that's a big move for them um, to be starting to, like, actually sign players like that on. Um. And, you know, the, their forward line, uh, maybe a Choll's been a really good pickup for them this year. Uh, really just brought some spice and some um, kind of like the energy that he brings. Um, and Le- Le- Levi Casbolt, you know, Levi Casbolt, but veteran presence up there. Um, Rankin, um, he's probably he's still yet to kind of show player can be, but you're also starting to see some signs that um, he might actually be finding himself a little bit more happy up there. I don't know. Um, but, you know, a decent side there. Um, obviously, Matt Rowell being back and actually playing consistent footy for the first time in his career after coming on and looking like he was going to win a Brownlow in his first year before the injuries. Um, you know, Wits back, um, fit in the ruck. Took Miller's just one of the classiest players, the most underrated players in the comp. Um, you know, this is a team that got a lot of lot of um, <laughs> a lot of danger around the field. But um, what I am so encouraged by, um, so that's looking at the Gold Coast. What I'm so encouraged by is our defensive effort last week. Um, if we can continue that in what is hopefully going to be a decent day tomorrow, I think, uh, weather-wise. I mean, it's just been fucking shit weather in Adelaide for a month and a half or two months now. Um, but it's not looking like too much rain around or anything like that. It's just you know, random showers just seem to pop through. Whatever hour of the day at the moment in Adelaide, it's just it's really um, almost Oregon-esque <laughs> from what I know um, over there. Just the rain can just pop up at any time. It's cold and miserable. Um, but the sun was out a bit today and hopefully that'll be a bit, a bit the case tomorrow because, you know, we, we really got the fast, swift movement was helped, really helped by the nice conditions last week against Sydney. So a little bit of that tomorrow would be nice to just let us get that kind of clean, um, fast ball movement going. Um, defensively, I think will be a decent decent hold on them. I just can't imagine them having any more... Um, oh, providing us any more issues. And I just think midfield-wise, um, I'm really kind of impressed with what I saw out of us last year so uh, last year last week um, uh, this week we got Travis Boat coming back um, out we have Cleary and Burn Jones are out with um, obviously Tickle and Butters are already out um, but the big misses probably from last week and I guess I was saying defensively I feel pretty comfortable but it is Burn Jones and Cleary are pretty big outs um, as far as the health and safety and they're out with health and safety protocols which is unfortunate but at least we know that there's just health and safety it's not injuries um, but McKenzie, big cannon coming back in. Um, he's a player that's just always, um, you know, he's had he's had some issues with injuries this year. But like when he's when he's playing, you know, you're going to get the effort and a pretty good effort and and quality out of Trent McKenzie as long as he's fit and ready to go. So really happy to see him back. Um, Stephen Motlop's back, so controversial. Um, yeah, I, I I sit in the middle on a Motlop. I know that there is things that he does. Although the the last couple of efforts were pretty were, were below his standard, but I think there, there is games where he sometimes doesn't get the disposals. But you, you you see some other things he's doing. I I 
it's hard because some people are going to listen and go, oh, no, you just fucking, you don't know what you're watching. I just, there is things he, it's just, it, he also does still need to lift, lift his output a little bit. So I get it and I don't at the same time. Fucking make of that what you will. Um, there's just metrics. I don't know. I fucking, Motlop frustrates me as much as anyone. I just, I, I'm not all the way out on Motlop either. Like some people are, I just, I, but I am also understanding of, I think he is on the way out if that makes sense. But he hasn't been as bad at times as some people. He's just one of those ones that gets he his when his output drops, you really really notice it because he does when his output is at what it is. It's not even he's underrated at times, but then it doesn't because he doesn't isn't always doing as much as others. It can drop anyway. I don't know, fucking. It's almost eleven o'clock. I'm not going to go any further with that. Motlop's back. Play better than you did last time you were in the AFL side. That's all I ask. Um, I played much better, actually. Um, he had a pretty good week last week in Sandful, so it kind of shows that he, he, he's way be, he's better than that level, but then he just needs to bring a bit more of that. But um, it's also roll where your role is in the AFL side compared to the uh, Sandful side. So, um, But Motlop's back in. Of course, Boke is back in as he comes back from the health and safety protocols. So um, Dersma is regaining his spot after getting back in last week with the um, medical sub, and he had a pretty good... Uh, I think he had probably one of his best games for a while in AFL colours. Um the emergencies, uh, Bergman, uh, which is, God, I'd love to see Bergman back in the AFL side. I loved him last year, and it's just, it's unfortunate that he's found himself on the outer this year. Uh, Taji Schofield, Sam Mays, and Jace Bergwijn as well. Um, so some good young ones in there, um, which is good, awesome to see Jackson Mead then is regaining, re- retaining his spot from last week as well. Um, and you've got the likes of Marty, Marty Frederick and Jones and um, Dersmer in there. So there's some good young blood that, um, you know, we, we want to see more of. Um, Rosie again, and um, it'll be really interesting to see Rosie through the midfield, obviously. And Cade Farrow one down the wing as well. And um, but yeah, we're getting the old guard back in the back in the middle as um, you know Finlayson taking the most of the ruck duties again, probably, as well as Wines and Boke um, taking over. But then Rosie and Mead will be really interesting to see through the middle, as well as of course the um, ever present um, presence of uh, Drew. So I think the midfield battle we, we, we've got the win in. Um, Defensively, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. Um, you know, I'm really happy. I, I failed to mention um, reviewing the Sydney game. But Riley Bonner, um, one of the biggest scapegoats of our team over the past couple of years, I just think he's quite quietened his critics quite well over the last um, over the year, really. And I'm really impressed with him. So, defensively, despite the loss of the likes of Burn Jones and um, and Cleary, I'm still pretty happy with where we're at. Um, obviously, Jonas had a really great game last week in a year. Um, you know, just I think I think we'll be ha- there. Our defense is just one of the most ever present parts of our side, and I'm really happy with where they're at. And obviously, Todd Marshall is continuing. He's starting to what I also failed to mention reviewing the Sydney game is he's starting to kick bags against good teams as well. He said at the start of the year he kicked a bag against the Crows, kicked a bag bag against the West Coast, and then started kicking twos and threes. But we, you know, kicking a bag of four against Sydney is a really impressive, you know, impressive um, output, and hopefully we can see a bit more of that this week as well. Um, and then just see a bit more out of Georgiades. Um, Dixon, obviously, if he pops up with a couple of goals, Marshall kicks his three or four, Georgiades can manage to get a snag a couple well and all way to a win. Um, so, yeah, I'm reasonably confident actually going into this one again. I feel kind of like I did last week actually against Sydney. I just f- have a feeling that um, these last couple of weeks were coming, coming up against decent sides, but they're not like, they're still flawed sides and they're just, they're right for the taking for a team like ours. It is pl- finding themselves playing some pretty good footy. Still not absolutely structurally sound. Um, 
against every kind of team that we're going to play against. We just feel like the Suns and S- Sydney last week and the Suns again this week r- provide that opportunity of playing a decent side, but one that isn't out. And, you know, when you play Richmond, and we, we almost beat Richmond, but we still didn't because they're so strong in their identity and their game plan and everything. And that's kind of where we're just falling down a little bit against those absolute elite sides like that. And Geelong the week before, and we saw Geelong and Richmond play out a massive battle today. And you kind of saw it was like two teams that are titanic teams of structure and identity when they play each other like that. We're not quite there yet, but these teams like Gold Coast and Sydney that aren't quite as strong in their identity, I think are just there for the taking for a team like ours that is playing some pretty good footy. So looking at... I reckon we can just knock them off by a good four to five goal margin, just comfortable enough again like last week. Hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully we could do more, but it's just um, I worry about, you know, just the attrition that um, is happening at times. I, just, I feel like we're uh, knock on wood, we won't, there won't be injuries tomorrow, but I don't like to, I just think with the, the some of the fatigue at times, um, you know, if we can just manage to manage our way to, and like I said, Gold Coast aren't the same old Gold Coast either, so we need to, Need to be conscious of that and not uh, underestimate them and 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 yeah, but I'm feeling pretty confident again like I did last week. Just a similar feel to add last week and that went well for me last week, so I'm going to go again this week. Um, yeah, good. Um, we'll just stick at thirty points. I reckon that we can get get the job done by and find ourselves at seven and seven and just give ourselves the chance to be in the mix at the end of the season just by keeping on winning these games. So yeah, cheers for listening. Um, as always, uh, yeah, can't the pair. Can't wait to see how we go tomorrow. It's um yeah, it's a really big opportunity again. Let's go.